Hey there, you're listening to the How To School for Health Coaches. I'm Julia Sarver, and I created this podcast for health coaches who know they want more. Listen, I've been where you are, excited about building something special, but not sure how to actually make it happen. That's what this podcast is all about, showing you the step-by-step process for launching and growing your thriving coaching practice. It's time to tap into your potential. Let's get into the episode. Hey, everyone, and thank you so much for coming back to this podcast, The How-To School for Health Coaches. I'm Julia, and I'm genuinely grateful for the time you've spent listening and downloading and following and even reviewing since we released last week. So thank you so much for doing that. I am truly, truly so grateful. And in this episode, I want to talk about what it takes to set ourselves up for success as we work from home. So I've been working from home since 2009, so I know a thing or two about how to keep focused on my work during the day and keep my laptop closed at night. And I have to say, it all boils down to just one thing, and that thing is boundaries. And you know what boundaries are, right? Boundaries are guidelines or limits we set for ourselves so that we can reach our goals. And the challenge, though, is not in setting boundaries. It's in actually enforcing them. So we all know we're supposed to work during certain hours, then take a break, maybe work some more, and have a stopping point each day. But it turns out that a lot of entrepreneurs and coaches actually aren't very good at that. We have a hard time putting this kind of structure into practice. And I'll be the first to admit that it took me a while to get this right. When I first started working for myself, I felt so much freedom. I would tell myself, well, I can work at any time. But what that turned into was I'm not working any of the time or I'm not working at the right times. So back when I first started, I was famous for running to the grocery store in the morning instead of working because, well, I knew it would be less crowded. Sometimes I would mop the floors instead of working because no one was home and I was able to get it done faster. Or when I'd get stuck on a newsletter, I'd take a break and I'd start the laundry or I'd go out into the garden and then I might forget to come back for a few hours. So, And now that I have young kids, it can be tempting for me to skip work and play with them instead. So I just want to know, can you relate? And if you can relate... I just want you to know you're also, you're not alone. I've heard a lot of health coaches say that figuring out how to set boundaries with their families and their spouses and their partners can be a big challenge. But the truth is that the first person we have to set boundaries with is, of course, ourselves. And we have to hold ourselves to boundaries as much as we do to those around us. So let's talk about how to do that. So first, I want you to get really clear on how many hours you can work each day where you're actually productive, where it's actually useful. I recently had a client tell me she was working from nine in the morning to nine at night. She wasn't getting any traction, she felt like nothing was working, and she was completely burned out. And it's no wonder, we're not supposed to be working 12 hours per day. And in my experience, we all have four to five really good productive hours in us each day. So I recommend starting with a workday that's four to five hours long where you're really focused. And after all, what's the point of working for yourself if you're just going to be tied to your desk all day long? So if the thought of working four to five hours has you panicked, 
let me reassure you that I um, personally only work about four to five hours a day. And remember, um, I'm in the multiple six figures in my business, and I'm also the only income source for my family. So when I suggest working four to five hours a day, it's not because you know, I want you to not succeed. It's because I actually think you'll be more successful by working fewer hours. And I, I am also, you know, I do only work a few hours a day, but I'm extremely focused during those hours. And that focus is actually boundary number two, which is stick to your task list. When you work for yourself and by yourself, it's really easy to get distracted. I am willing to bet you've gotten lost down a research rabbit hole at least once or twice, which is why I want you to commit to getting really clear on your priorities. And I also know we can get distracted by shiny object syndrome. I know it's so easy to look at what other people are doing and then we think, oh, well, I could do that. Or maybe I should, you know, offer a group program instead of what I'm doing. Or maybe I should start a podcast or, oh, I'm just going to go ahead and learn all about Instagram reels. It's not a great way to use our four to five hours a day of work at work. We don't want to be starting new project projects based on what we're seeing online or what we're seeing other people done. And I know that we all know that the more that we focus, the more we're going to get done and the more traction our businesses will have. But then that begs the question, how do we choose our priorities? So I keep it simple by focusing on the three things that are the most important in my business most of the time, which is number one, serving my existing paying clients. That's my number one priority. My next priority is focusing on future income generation, understanding what I'm going to launch next and any work associated with an upcoming launch. And then number three is working on audience growth because obviously it's hard to plan future income generation if I don't have people to talk to and people to share those offers with. So I will say there are a lot of other things I could be doing, but when I stay focused on those three things, then I really am able to do work that I love. I have happy clients that get results and I'm able to provide a solid income for my family without feeling like I'm stuck in that hustle culture of working 60 hours a week and sticking to those three core things of focusing on my clients Um, thinking about future income generation, and also thinking about how am I going to grow my audience. That's what lets me stick to my task list and stay focused. And that's also what lets me stick to that boundary of working just four to five hours a day. Okay. So boundary number three, work when you are working. This is one that I see so many coaches just get derailed on. They have such a hard time. People tell me all the time they have such a hard time sticking to their work hours. And I'm saying this with so much love, but the only person who can enforce that is you. And I know this one kind of sounds obvious, but it's such an easy boundary to bend. So I really want you to stick to the hours you decide you're going to work each day. That can be from 9 a.m. to 2 p.m., from 12 p.m. to 5 p.m. It doesn't matter when. You just have to be really clear on these are my working hours and nothing else happens here. Don't book outside appointments then. If your dentist says, oh, you know, I have appointments as early as 9 a.m., you can say, actually, I work until 2. Do you have anything after 2, right? Don't, Don't let that time be flexible. That's your working time. Don't run errands then. Don't do what I did and go to the grocery store then. 
And for sure, don't do what I did and do your laundry then. When we don't work when we're working, it's a real problem because all of our life and work boundaries start to blur. I really think that it's important for us to think about work boundaries and life boundaries because otherwise it can feel like we're working all the time and never getting anything done. And that is your fastest road to burnout. And it's a problem because when we're letting that work-life boundary blur, then we're pushing back our self-care too, right? We're pushing back the time we need to exercise. We're pushing back our sleep. We are uh, pushing back our time with friends. We're kind of maybe neglecting the tasks we need to do to take care of our homes and also just the time we need to reflect and recharge. When you're the CEO of your business, which I'm here to tell you, even if you've only ever had one client, you are the CEO of your business right now. Um, you really need that time to reflect and recharge to keep you going. Sticking to a work schedule, just like you would do if you had a job, is a key piece to having long-term success in your coaching practice. If you really struggle with focus, then I want to recommend that you use timers. So I'll admit, I used to think that people who were great at focus were just naturally very focused. I just sort of assumed like, oh, well, you know, that's really easy for them. And maybe it is for some people, but it's not as easy for me. I tend to get a million ideas through the day. I have, you know, I always want to start a new project before I finish the one that I have now. So I want to tell you a trick I have been using for years that has helped me immensely. And if you've ever worked with me, you know what I'm about to say. The thing that makes a world of difference for me and my focus and my uh, my ability to prioritize is um, timers, timers. So I'm a big fan of the Pomodoro technique. You can find that online at tomato-time timer.com. I'll be sure to link that in our show notes, but the timers are really great because they help you have a focused work time and then a built-in break time. And I think that's a really, really critical piece of, again, of long-term success, of avoiding burnout, and of also sticking to that boundary of we don't work all the time forever, all day, every day. I work four to five hours a day. And when I'm working, I'm really sticking to that, um, to my most important tasks so that I don't start to blur those lines um, between my personal life and my work life. So again, that's tomato-timer.com. I, if you try it, come find me on social. All of my social handles are um, uh, at the confident health coach. I'd love to hear people who try it are always like, oh my gosh, that works so well. I can't believe it. So um, it's a kind of a funny little tip, but it really does help. Okay, so let's recap the three boundaries that I think are critical for work from home success. So boundary number one is work four to five productive hours per day. That's four to five productive hours per day, not 10 to 12 crappy hours. Like don't do that to yourself. Use that time, those other hours to do something else. Boundary number two is stick to your task list when you're working, right? So stick to your task list, do your most important tasks first, and prioritize your client care, your income generation, and audience growth and engagement. And then boundary number three is work when you're working. Because when you do that, your work and life boundaries don't start to blur. It really does help to keep that boundary in place, even though I know working for yourself is all about freedom. But trust me when I tell you, I've been doing this for over 12 years. When you work when you're working, 
you will have so much more freedom in the rest of your life because you will know I did what I needed to do today. I don't have to stay stressed. There is not more for me to do today. And so now I get to go and play and that's the best. And now that I've shared what I think are the core boundaries required for successfully working from home, let's talk about some practical strategies for actually sticking to those boundaries. So it's easy to have the best of intentions for sticking to our boundaries, but when push comes to shove, a lot of us bend our boundaries instead of sticking to them. And I say that because I think it's normal. It takes time to build new habits, but we also want to make sure we're putting the right support in place so that we actually can be successful. So one thing that really helps me to enforce new boundaries is to put a sticky note with the boundary on my desk. Now, I know that might sound too simple to work, but it really does work. Just having that reminder before I open my laptop for the day can make the difference between actually enforcing my boundary or not. And if my boundary is related to stopping work at a certain time, I'll set an alarm on my phone or schedule an appointment in my calendar that pops up to remind me that I have 30 minutes left. Because that way, if I've been distracted, I'm like, whoops, I have 30 minutes to get the most important thing done. I better get it done. And I often will set another timer that tells me when to stop if I need a reminder for that as well. And I just want to say none of this is about willpower. I think that's an ideal that needs to die. I don't know anyone who's ever been able to force themselves into being more focused. You have to support yourself into it, okay? And if my boundaries around focus, for example, I might just put up a sticky note that reminds me to use timers. Even me, who's been using timers for years, I know they work. I absolutely love using them. It feels so good at the end of the day to know that I have completed everything I need to do. Sometimes I still need a reminder, oh yeah, the last couple days have not been so focused, I need to get back to timers. It also helps me to be really clear on what I need to get done each day. So I actually don't overpack my schedule. And when you're working four to five hours a day, you can't, right? It's hard to overpack your schedule in that case. So I also make sure that I'm doing my most important tasks first so that if something goes sideways or I get distracted, I've at least gotten my most important work done. And I really do stick to my work home boundaries. One of my biggest values is having time with my kids. They're three and seven. I know they're not always going to be this little. I also know they're not always going to want to hang out with me. So I, when I'm done for the day, I'm done. And then I go be present with my family. Plus, knowing that I have that limited time to work each day really helps me stay focused as well. Um, I also want to acknowledge that the priority work that I've mentioned of uh, finding clients, thinking about income generation, that can be a real challenge for a lot of coaches, especially when they're first starting out. And that's why I created a free guide for you called 21 Ideas for Finding Health Coaching Clients. You can download your free copy of that at theconfidenthealthcoach.com slash 21 ideas. And we've linked that in the show notes for you. This guide has practical, actionable ideas for how you can find clients so that you can do more of this work that you love. And you can download that free copy of 21 ideas for finding health coaching clients at theconfidenthealthcoach.com slash 21 ideas. And we're also linking that for you in our show notes. And that's it for today, my friends. I hope that this episode was helpful for you and that you'll be able to start enforcing your work from home boundaries for yourself. 
You can access our show notes at theconfidenthealthcoach.com slash zero four, where we have links to the resources we mentioned today. Plus, remember, the most important person to help you with enforcing your boundaries and setting yourself up to work successfully from home is, of course, you. And I know you can do it. So thanks for taking the time to listen. If you liked the show today, please do me a favor and follow or like or subscribe wherever you're listening. And if you feel up to it, I'd love to see your reviews and your thoughts. Thanks again for your time. And I will be back again next week. Bye.